0: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster.
1: good stuff.
2: Nine to noon. P.A. Personal foul. Clipping. There are many, many positives I can get out of this game.
0: The game is over.
2: Uh. Hashtag Faith Radio. Yeah,
3: yeah but. Oh, man
2: wild helping out
0: as well the shot to goal. that's benito It's that fourth line again off the face off minnesota scores face-off win by Raska. a goal by zuccarello and it's 2-1 wild Drop it back here's dumber cruising a great save John with a rebound they score that's parisi hard-working parisi headed to the net is going to run out of the Sharks. The Wild tie him up on the perimeter. The Wild win the hockey game. They win by a goal. It's three two. Wild.
3: Little puck talk. Sounds of hockey.
0: Back out in front of great chance and they score. That's knocked in. I think it's Zuccarello. We'll see. Off now, Greenway. Greenway on a break. Cuts it. Takes the shot. Knocked in. Off of Eric Sedin. Scores. scores. will be an argument on this one for Martin Jones. Makes a return pass here for Benito. Jones scores! Oh, Jones gave up a bad one, but Parisi will take it. Well, a go there, Parisi down the left-way side. Left circle, let it go. Jones fumbles it, 3-1, Minnesota. Held it here by Caprizov, off for Ciccarello, back in front, they score! That's Caprizov for Minnesota. Clear back out to center, and Sturm will lead the chart. of the left wing. back behind it at the Rapparat, he scores! Sturm It's five, one wild. Sturm bumped by LeBanc. Time is going to run out. The hockey game is over. Minnesota has won three straight. San Jose has lost five straight. The wild win 5 now.
2: We're coming. We're coming. Let's play hockey. Thank you. Good luck. Let's play hockey every single day against the San Jose Sharks and the Arizona Coyotes. You know, while rendering the San Jose Sharks catatonic, we have become pretty good at beating bad teams. But that's okay. It's the schedule Mr. Bettman gave us, and we will make the best of it no matter who is on the schedule. Can I get a witness? This is 9 to Noon. Hi. Well, that was kind of funky. It's Paul Allen, 651 Carpet Studio, in order by my side, master mixer of the Jaws Catatonic Monday Montage. We welcome you to a day of play at FM 100.3 K... M-A-N! What's going on? Trying to beat those Sharks two times in a row? Exclusive locker room audio. From Coach Dean Everson, addressing the boys before the Saturday tilt. I
1: want to win,
2: and I want to win now. And by golly, you got that win, Mr. Everson. Your team rendered the Sharks catatonic. You know... Eight game day, nine-to-noon shows with Wild Coach Dean Evason. The most recent, copyright the most recent piece of Voodoo, copyright Bossberg, shared Friday, XL Energy Center with the Friday Four Checking Feast. Eight game day shows with Wild Coach Dean Evason. Eight victories. And and eight in a row for Dino. Eight in a row for Dino. Eight in a row for Dino. How about that fourth line to Bonino? One in a row, Bonino. One in a row, row. Bonino. Bonino. Let's go with that fourth line. Doesn't matter who they put in front of you, but uh, when McTocket joins us, Pat Micheletti, Mr. Mural, around the corner for his Monday stop, We will address the fact that our favorite National Hockey League team carried on these airwaves this evening at 8 o'clock. Gotten pretty good at beating the bad teams, which is cool. But now Arizona tonight, that's another bad team. It is the tumbleweed of hockey. It is the prickly thorn of hockey. I think we've outscored Arizona in victories this year. Feels like 21-5. to Something like that. All we do is go down to the Valley of the Sun and make it the Valley of No Fun for these coyotes. But all the points count, and all the points are imperative. And you'll listen to that game tonight on The Fan, won't you? At 8, here we go. Well, that was kind of sensual. Sensuality sounds better in FM. FM as in KF. A and eight p.m. piece on the fan. All that torment and teeth gnashing because you can't find you can't find the wild on TV. <laughs> Sacre bleu! You don't need the wild on TV. You need the descriptions of Bob Kurtz with his elite knowledge and piercing voice at FM one hundred point three KFAM. Okay, ain't no Sinclair this. Ain't no YouTube that. We're here for you all the time. You ain't going to pay a dollar. FM 100.3, KFAN, Curtin Reed, with a Wild and Coyotes this evening at 8 o'clock. So, while the sharks rolled into town trying to bite us, we bit the sharks. I mean, just bit that fin right off the top of the back.
1: Mm. Play As, Brody and Hooper out there in the boat, just blowing those sharks up.
2: Brody and Hooper, Richard Dreyfus by their side.
1: <laughs> Jenna.
2: Just bit the hell out those sharks because they're a bad team, and that's what we do. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, we fade the music and fire up nine to noon and get serious here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. The twins got bit. Okay, now that's nine to noon vernacular. It's got no idea how it emerged. March of last year involving COVID nineteen. It's the devil's wind. It's unpredictable. And it bites you. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Quadruple masked. Um, showering with
1: a mask. Whatever. No mask. No mask. Yeah. It's an equal opportunity biter.
2: It's an A to Z thing, man. And if you're at A or you're at Z or you're at M, there's a chance you're going to get bit. The twins got bit. Couple versus the Anaheimers postponed. Tonight's Oaktown game dead. Isn't, um... Isn't that just joyous to be in beautiful, sunny Southern California? You're in the Anaheim area. You hear Disneyland's clomp with the lines because of COVID. (laughs) So you're going to sneak into Knott's Berry Farm, get some of that elite fried chicken. uh, Maybe some of the the Knott's Berry on-site made jelly and jam, which is absolutely fantastic. Specifically when you get those biscuits in the oven for about 15 minutes and they're nice and fluffy. Put some butter on those biscuits, maybe some honey butter and uh, some jam from Knott's Berry Farm, which is on-site homemade. Oh, wait, we can't do any of that, and we can't go to Newport Beach, and we can't go to Balboa, and we can't go to Huntington Beach. We can't even go to Long Beach, man. I just wanted to go to the LBC. Why? Because we got bit, and now nobody can go anywhere. Wonder what hotel manager guy down so... <clears throat> <clears throat> Three, two... Wonder what hotel manager guy down SoCal Way thinks when a team rolls in bit, and now there's five star chaos and teeth gnashing,
1: <laughs> and he's got to deploy the uh, the housekeeping services yeah. and hospitality. Wow, somebody's asking uh, about uh, you know the room service options, mm-hmm. but they've been bit, and there's PCR tests, yeah. and all he's trying to do is just keep his hotel happy and healthy.
2: You got members of the Minnesota Twins saying, see, told you we should have stayed at a two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> we should have been in a one season, man. I mean, it's five-star biting taking place right here in this beautiful
1: lobby, which smells unbelievably good. I would have taken a first-floor, garden-level, Ramada-style walkout. Ah, always.
2: I would have taken the two seasons if it guaranteed my favorite baseball team wouldn't get bit. I mean, hotel manager guy. Feeling pretty good about himself last Wednesday, right? Rolls into HR, the finance room. He's like, yeah, I got him. X amount of rooms, $35 each. We're going to $35 each on top of what teams normally pay, and we are going to roll out of here recouping some of the cash in the purge. Well, that's great. You filled your pocket. you you, You emptied out your soul because now your hotel has a bunch of people who got bit, and now you got a bunch of people wondering if there are masks that are made that they can wear in the shower because they're worried about the devil's wind blowing into their room. I don't want to touch this in the lobby. And there's torment, and it's completely negative at that team hotel right now. You're in Southern California, you're three blocks from Disneyland, and you can't even go see Tinkerbell because she doesn't want COVID. Tinkerbell can't even float up in the air because of the devil's wind. And she's fearful, and you're in Southern California, and you got bit. Can't play baseball, can't go to Disneyland, can't go to Knott's Berry Farm, can't go to Newport Beach. Oh, joy. Maybe this is sports serendipity. I mean, for this baseball team, we basically were getting whooped every single game and got smashed Friday night.
1: They could use a break.
2: So maybe in a roundabout way, and we of course are speaking metaphorically here, those of you taking things super seriously and saying... You can't you can't tease about getting bit and stuff like that. Yeah, I can cuz I got bit. Get healthy, get right, come back, start mashing. It's sports serendipity, man. Simmons, the 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 85 bears of shortstops. I mean, he was the first to get bit and then all of a sudden like the the cliché domino started to fall. But maybe it's sports serendipity because we were kind of crap, you know, while or during or before we got bit. Got killed on Friday night, man. Get healthy, get right, come back, start winning some games. We got this garlic cat. Rumor has it he got bit.
1: Kyle Garlic.
2: Garlic may be able to fend Dracula, but not the devil's wind. He got bit too. <gasps> oh,
3: oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Above average at
2: Seriously, though nine to noon hopes the highly trained in shape athletes are okay yours truly would not put that fatigue i had for 40 hours on my worst enemy so the serious nature of nine to noon from the heart everything you just you just heard was crafted in the mind and came out through my mouth from my heart right now sincerely hopefully everybody's okay physically and mentally I mean, that fatigue I had for 40 hours a month and change ago, holy cow, ain't putting that on anybody. The FA's COVID pneumonia, are you kidding me? It's not a joking matter. Absolutely not a joking matter, and 9 to Noon hopes all involved physically and mentally are on the mend. Don't care about the baseball games. Care about the bodies and the minds and the hearts. NFL Draft is a week from Thursday. On the Paul Allen show page, uh, in crafty fashion, called Allen's page, KFAN.com. A couple of uh, draft-related interviews with Jordan Reed from the Draft Network, if you happen to miss them. One with main man Gabe from the BEN. And this week, sit-down football and draft-related chats with .com Tom, as in Tom Pellicero of NFL Network, and uh, Jordan Reed. Uh, This will complete the trifecta up to the draft of thedraftnetwork.com. Those will be coming on the show page somewhere this week, but you can catch three right now if you miss them. KFAN.com. It is the Paul Allen show page. In closing on the National Football League draft, if I were a collective fan base, Barrero would call me and us Mondiacs. (sighs) plan late is to get into the to get underneath the skin of these Mondiacs. They're just going too far with how much this guy's played and he can run and he can throw and what about left task to right boundaries? Anybody consider that? These Mondiacs. Well, this is your ten AM Mondiac oh, leader as in Kellen Mond the fan and KFAN.com. That's ten o'clock. We're gonna explain this whole Mondiac thing at ten o'clock. When we churn some draft chat, a week and a piece in front of the 2021 National Football League Draft. Good morning. It's Paul Allen. The set list and what's on deck 9 to noon, courtesy of TimberTech and TimberTech.com. Let's get funky with the song right now. Damn, man. My man on the drums with the bop, bop. Just kind of sets the whole thing up. And all you drummers... Wondering why the lead vocalist, the bass player, the keyboard guy, and the lead guitarist—they may be getting all the girls because they're prominent and up front. You're back there behind. You're wearing the cymbal back there behind the snare and all the drums and everything. Just remember, drummers, you matter because at the end of the equation, we are all dancing to your beat. Covenant claps for drummers, ladies and gentlemen, including Tommy Cook, drummer guy. Old school, best school. That's my man right there. TimberTech.com. What's on deck 9 to noon? Get that deck done right now, courtesy of TimberTech. And uh, over to Nordo for the cash thing.
1: Yeah, the fans trying to put a grand in your hand with the National Cash Contest. And uh, simply enough, just go to KFAN.com. Enter the keyword summer. Looking forward to summer. You might be $1,000 richer while doing so. Go to KFAN.com. Type in the keyword summer. The keyword is summer, and 9 to noon is back with Micheletti next.
2: It's a Monday, and here is Eric Bjorgaard, general manager of Metropolitan Ford. My man, uh, how's the inventory over at Minnesota's best car dealership, Metropolitan Ford?
3: Well, i got to sneak a quick second here and wish uh, a happy birthday to my now 13-year-old Chase. Uh-huh. as his birthday party yesterday. Uh, but the inventory is, uh, you know, it's okay. We, we uh, have an availability of 178 this morning, which sounds like a lot, but it's actually a little low. So what we're encouraging people to do is if you can't find exactly what you're looking for on our website, come on in and we will order you a car to your exact spec.
2: Wow. Uh, so from the inventory standpoint, you think the best thing to do is to go to the website or just come into the dealership?
3: Both work just as well.
2: My man, have a great week. Uh, let's make some money, and I'll talk to you soon, all right? Sounds real good. By the way, speaking of that website, atop the website, a 2020 Ford Fusion for 20k and change. Absolutely spectacular. Like Metropolitan Ford and MetropolitanFord.com, Metropolitan Ford is your happy birthday-wishing truck superstore. The
0: end, the fan.
2: two three
4: Ooh.
2: up in the morning it's, it's 9 22 it's the nine to noon radio show hello hello pat micheletty
4: good morning mr my, allen
2: my beloved mctucket what's going on bro? not
4: much how are you pretty good the, good to uh, see you
2: uh you too the um and did you was there with the <laughs> hockey in your life this weekend yeah any um did you activate your D at, um, at any point? Did you notice any Ds being activated over the course of the weekend? Not really. Really? No. Not even in that Vancouver-Toronto game where Toronto was minus minus <laughs> three. Stayed 350? away from it. Stayed away from Toronto it. Toronto was minus minus three. That was like,
4: here, here, take this yeah. piece of meat here. hanging. Right. No, didn't touch it. And Vancouver. And they went. And Holpe plays like he's, you know, really? the best goalie ever to play the game. Ooh. Yeah. Rippy remember Bray- him? Braden, Braden Holtby, remember him with the Washington Capitals? Yes. Yeah, you know, it was let kind of they didn't resign him. And he's signed Vancouver. Yep.
2: What happened to Luongo? Uh. <laughs> Wait, what happened to the uh, Islander cat who signed the twenty-year deal and got like three uh, Miller or the goalie for the Islanders many many years ago? DiPietro, no, Rick DiPietro.
4: <laughs> yes, he's still getting paid like right fifteen million a year.
2: <laughs> How sweet would it be? Yeah to be on that Bobby Bonilla deal. (laughs) Or like with the Mets, where I think he just got his last payment of a million dollars at like age 51. Yeah, it
4: started in like 1990.
2: (laughs) I mean, that's Mark Parrish mailbox money. It's unbelievable. Excuse me, that's mailbox money. Yeah, it really is. Well, with I mean, Vancouver, Vancouver, the devil's Wind jumped on vancouver almost in an unprecedented way yes where it's like they thought they were there and then all of a sudden somebody got bit and they had to back off i can't even remember the last time they played before this toronto game
4: i i can't either two weeks ago yeah and and they had like 21 guys bit by it yeah and their coaching staff and everybody and right it was awful and it was some brazilian variant or what
2: yeah somebody got waxed by the brazilian devil's wind yes
4: and uh, it was bad, and then you know some Ooh. of the some of the some of the some of the guys are wives are pregnant, and they mm-hmm. got it. No, it's yeah. just it was it was bad.
2: Well, when when I when I reference our own Nate Schmidt got it, that sucks. Yep. When I reference the Toronto Maple Leafs in that game against Vancouver, off a COVID outbreak, mm-hmm. hadn't played in weeks. Toronto, when I say they were minus 350. Yes. Okay, for the less inclined or for those who just, you know, haven't haven't followed sports wagering at all, 9 to noon subtly drops things like that in, not because we are interested in betting on it or against it. Uh, against it. Right. 2022 might be a big year around here. And when when 2022 Potentially, with legalized sports wagering transpires. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's just going to be a lot of things that we're doing around here. <laughs> where hopefully, when it when it comes to the to the uh, knowledge base or hierarchy of expanding things we do, they go alphabetically. And my last name's Alan. so therefore, when I drop those things in, it's just subtly. Maybe it sticks with with X amount of people where they hear it, they know it, and then like when yours truly and uh, and Mick Tockett. You know, we start we start doing that twenty minute pop. Uh, excuse me, when we start talking about things, <laughs> it'll just ah, click ah, more quickly with right. them. That what's minus three fifty? Well, you put up your three fifty to win somebody else's one hundred, mm-hmm. which is a loser's lament. Consistently, as sports betting would go, so you can go ahead. You you can go ahead and you're thirty five hundred to win somebody else's grand. You um, you, you can or excuse me, hundred. Uh, no, grand. You, grand. You can go grand ahead and do that, do that yeah. all you want. You can go ahead and get two yeah. in a row. That's pretty cool. When you lose your third, you're minus fifteen hundred. Yes. It's a loser's approach to straight wagering. Oh, so I'm gonna be crafty and put it in a parlay. Well, that's cool. Put it in a parlay with a one sixty, and now all of a sudden you're putting up your dollar to win somebody else's seventy two cents. <laughs> More on that in twenty twenty two with your truly right. and Mick Tockett. Yes. So the Canucks, as that kind of an underdog beat, the Maple Leafs off the two and a half week layoff, yes, in overtime. Wow! And uh, there had to be more than Holtby. No, I mean it was
4: a tight game, three two. I, mm. you know, I just saw a few highlights of it, but he was, he was, you know, all world.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
4: and uh, and that's what happens when you uh, get a hot goaltender and you just shut her down, yep. and that's what they had to do because uh, they had to have no
2: energy. When when Kakanen- Yes. Gave up that first goal Saturday? Oh I, <laughs> Off the 9-1. I just, wait. I mean, I just
4: looked at Twitter and I'm thinking, okay, here it
2: comes. Yeah, you were less worried about Twitter I am, and more yeah. concerned about that minus 190 you made have laid. Yes. But good for the kid. Yes. You know, now again the the San Jose Sharks like Carlson, really good offensive defenseman, Burns, Burns can score on you and yeah. so on. They they can score and and specifically in that league, anybody can, oh, well, Vancouver, Toronto. There yeah. you go. That can stuff like that happens in the NHL all the time. But credit Young Capo mm-hmm. in that you know he got himself right, he got himself mentally right, bounced back against that squad. They got the W. They took four over the weekend, and I think we're getting to a point of the season with X amount of games left. It's in the teens where the schedule Mister Bettman gave us and gave everybody with their own divisions and stuff like that. You know, it's with the Arizonas, and, and Bosberg was right about the L.A. Kings when, it, when, it, when, he was, you know, when he was chiding them early in the season. I'm a big Anzi Kopitar guy. Yep. I don't like people taking shots at the Kings. Kings ain't very good. Sharks ain't very good. Arizona ain't very good. We've gotten really good at making the routine routine with beating the bad teams. So now, as you push to the postseason, because we are a 100% piece for the postseason, how do you tighten that sucker up so you can better compete with the better teams?
4: You know, I listen. They've done very, very well against the Vegas Golden Knights, right? You know, they've kind of, kind of owned them, right? You know, you're, so you're kind of hoping yeah, that that, that Vegas gets to that number two seat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once you, the, as you know, once you get to the playoffs, it, it complete things completely change. The style changes, the intensity uh, changes. And you know you you hope to get on that wave where you you know just start you know rolling over teams like Columbus did to Tampa two years ago and yeah. swept them in four games. Right. Um, so it can happen, but uh, you know I think Minnesota really now I think they're really starting to find their identity and their team. I mean you you just look at you know and you want to call it the fourth line. You can call it the fourth line. That's fine. But uh, their depth is uh, their depth is really it's really coming up now mm-hmm. and you can really see it and uh so that that's the that's the really good thing
2: and and see there there are three parts to this you're you're absolutely yeah. right i mean i think we were 3 and 5 against colorado yeah. something like that we we had the ridiculous back to back at denver yeah. within the last 3 weeks or a month or whatever okay that was eye opening then we beat them the last time or beat it the last time we played it blues Get healthy, mm-hmm. and they beat us twice. Yeah, the Blues with that group that we saw, because of course they they come out. You know, the game after they beat us twice and they lose. Yeah, but against us, when they had nearly their full complement, lose, lose. Then you get the set the team from the seven o two and beating or causing Vegas to go bust. That's been year after year after year. It so has. The, so the kids would say, young Alex would say, Alex Micheletti, down Mankato Way would say that's a thing. Mm-hmm. We beat Vegas, okay. So what I'm getting at is truly, I just believe there's better with the Wild. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like all the line moving. The Erickson eck line has completely clicked. Kaprizov obviously with some star power. Fiala benched for the final 11 minutes, period number two on Saturday. It's we we see what it is. They tighten that sucker, man. We could be onto some memories here.
4: You, you really could, and and you know the thing is too. They they w- when you think that you can win, and when you have everybody, um, everybody thinking you can win, and everybody knows that hey, my my role is really important, mm-hmm. um, and that's what they have right now because they're using everybody. They're using everybody, yeah, and everybody's contributing, and everybody knows if I'm not pulling my weight, I'm going to sit eleven minutes mm-hmm. and then get pulled back in. I'm not going to get sit 11, uh, yeah. 11 minutes and. Brought outside and shot, and you know you're done for a while. Yeah, and so I think that that I think Dean Evison, again has done just a masterful, masterful Agreed. job. Um, uh, because when you can when you can line up a Sturm, Parisi, and Benino against wow another's another team's fourth line, what a fourth line with just, Parisi d- on it. Yeah, d- and d- and that's why when you look at Colorado, you look at Colorado, they are four deep now their fourth line may not be great but they're but they're really good and i don't think we could match their depth before because you know and now you can because you're going to you're, you're going to have guys more fresh all the guys are playing around, uh you know you've got a few guys that are playing more minutes but but re- in reality it, it's it's pretty even throughout the whole lineup i yeah. looked i looked the other night and i saw you know their the fourth line Parisi, benino and sturm each played 14 minutes mm-hmm. and then i looked at uh, you know the Fiala line; they were at the thirteen to fifteen minutes, and so if you're getting that, you're always fresh. You're always you're jumping off the bench, and and guys are are going hard. And uh, and look at one thing, and, and I mentioned this the other night. We don't talk enough about is the decor. I mean, these top six D, yeah. are are have just been
2: terrific. But but uh, perhaps we don't talk well, and uh, we don't talk yeah. about it more with with our weekly um, confabs. Yeah. But like with beyond the pond the 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 fallness bit on Saturday yes or a wild fan line with Cheddar B, it's like if you guys don't talk about it more, I would understand because it is the defined strength of yeah. the team. So therefore, it really you only really talk about that when it lets down, right? Um, for sure, yeah. you know like, which it doesn't.
4: No, I mean I I don't know when I last time I brought up Jonas Brodine's name, and he might be you know, the most unsung hero in the National Hockey League, you know, as, as a defenseman. Yep. Um So, yeah, it's just, uh, it's been, you know, you're never mistake-free, but as close to mistake-free as you can get.
2: Uh, speaking of, of activating the D. Yes. And speaking of those who execute their toil via the blue line, uh, Ryan Souter. You know, there there are perceptions where it's my belief some of the perception from the fan base absolutely is reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also believe that things with Suter, Parisi, and or locker room hierarchy and the way things have changed, yep, have changed. And Everson and Garen have a lot to do with that. And you know, there are those that I know and those within the organization who. May not exactly understand mm-hmm. the route of attack Bill Guerin specifically and or Dean Evason take The 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 you know stay locked the way the way he was moved it wasn't you know like a connect the dots A to B okay so he's gone the 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 entire Parisi situation mm. that takes testicles the size of church bells uh, unbelievable to do what they're doing and. Now, okay, so if there's some functioning uh holic to well thank heaven for number eleven because he doesn't get it and doesn't like it, that may have taken place. Guess who busted through it? Zach Parisi. Yeah. He's contributing big time every single game. Um it,
4: it, for any superstar, and Zach will go in the U.S. hockey hall of fame someday when he when he's done, he will. Um and for anyone at the top of the perch to be not and I don't even want to say knock down a few notches. It's it's hard on your ego. It's it it's it, it's extremely hard. And and then you have to come to terms with it and it takes a while. Yeah. Um but 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 also to your point, okay, when you're giving given a lot of rope, mm-hmm. um, whether you want to take it or not, you're gonna take it mm-hmm. and you're going to do some things that you know other people may not like. If that's the proper way of saying it, yeah. Now, Everson and Garen come in and say this is the way it's going to be, and blah blah blah. Well, case in point was Zach. All right, he said, "Okay, I, I gotta, I gotta be this way. That's what they want because I'm being I don't, told that."
2: I don't believe he said okay.
4: No, I don't think he did. I don't think he. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe. I
2: don't think there was a little problem there for a while. Oh, for and sure. All well, that's through. where
4: that's where I get back to. Got you. You know, you have to. You know, it takes a while to settle in, but once you settle in and you see how things are operating, and okay, I'm just, you know, maybe it's a, I'm gonna go show you yeah. that I should be blah, right? Or you know what, I gotta contribute where I contribute because I'm a competitor.
2: Yeah. Well, and, uh, well, well. When we return, I'm gonna pay off this Ryan Suter thing that that yep. that I started because he is praiseworthy, and like I said, I do believe that. There that some of the perception fans and or media members, mm-hmm. certain ones, have with Ryan and his days here, I do believe some of them to be accurate. Mm-hmm. On the other side of it, what transpired Saturday was touching. Yes. And it 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 was classy. Yep. And we're gonna share that, continue to talk about the wild and the NHL with Pat Micoletti at Pat Mick two six two six via Twitter. It's Paul Allen. And the fan. Nicoletti, Paul Allen, Nordo serving us with beautiful music from Steely Dan. And in fact, we will take three black cows right now. In
0: the corner of my eye, I saw you in Rudies. You were very high. You
2: were high. You know what a black cow is?
0: It was a. a... Okay.
2: (laughs) Okay. You know what the drink <laughs> a black cow is? It's it's like a white Russian type thing. Okay. I think yeah. So it's uh, Steely Dan music today, nine to noon. It, it is our artist, uh, our band du jour for the nine to noon show today. Founded in 1971 by Walter Becker and Donald Fagen, uh, Steely Dan is music immortality. And uh, saw so I'm at the X. Uh, you did
4: mm-hmm. uh, outstanding.
2: Wh- how long ago?
4: You want to say about 15, 20 okay, years ago? Yeah, so they got like their voices. That? Yes,
2: yeah, I watched. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, this um, uh, watch watching live performances on YouTube uh, is my number one hobby. It, oh, I did not know that. Absolutely, sports. Things it, you didn't know. Yeah, sports is uh, sports are the jobs, and I love them yeah. and everything. But I like to watch. I thought
4: texting me was. No,
2: okay. That's one (laughs) a. Behind Steely Dan and and live music via YouTube in the sinkhole on weekends, which all of a sudden are going slowly, and that's joyous. And and I caught. I watched a performance of "Do It Again" by Steely Dan like six, seven years ago. It's it's just it's. I've seen it with my guy Daryl Hall. Right. You know, Daryl Hall, if you like lay the guy out and look at him at age 73 or whatever, it's like, wow, you can't be any cooler than that. At age seventy three, maybe um Americo. Right. Americo at seventy three was the cat's ass (laughs) anyway. Oh yeah. But outside of that, you can't be any cooler than that. You can't. But then when he sings and tries to get the high notes and everything, man, it's just tough to hear. And I heard that with Steely Dan and you know I've I've heard it with other acts. And it's just it's just where we are in this stage of of our lives. But Steely Dan, man, uh get to know that band with a lot of fantastic music. We will play some today, nine to noon. Speaking of fantastic it's it's it may be subtle and it may be obvious to some this is the way to act and this is the oh, way to boy. live. Yeah. Which it is. I found it very cool Saturday. Ryan Souter was the one that went around the room and said Patrick Marlowe is about to set a games played record yep. passing Gordy Howe. Who? Now <laughs> right, now now the newbies, you don't know who Gordy Howe is. is. I'm gonna stop right now for four minutes. So you can Google Gordie Howe and just go ahead and read about things that transpired before you were alive or followed hockey. So then after that, they all figure out. Then they're like, whoa. And then Souter organized everybody on the team. You are to shake hands with Patrick Marlowe. Win or lose. Win or lose. You shake hands with Patrick Marleau because, I mean, you know more about it than me, Tockett. This is a record that's never going to be broken. He, the game's played bit. Yeah, the game's played bit.
4: And he has played 869, if I'm correct, games in
2: a row. Oh, my God. In a row. Wow. He has the current like age longest. 30, 39, 40, 41. Or no longer than that, man, back in his mid-30s. Yeah. The, without missing a game. Mm-hmm. It, it's... it's yeah truly yeah, that, that remarkable was, that was junior college math right there so yeah well because schedules have changed and the amount of games have changed i was trying to quick fire ah like you know how how many um how many 82 game seasons or whatever would go in then then like they didn't have a season so he's back in his mid to to 33 34 up to 41 yeah never missing a game
4: no, no. and uh, and you watch him skate now, you know, sure. He probably doesn't have the skill that he used to have, but his legs are, they look the same. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? It's on, un- it, it, it truly is. And he just a true professional. And for, I don't know him, but from what people say, like one of the nicest people, yeah. he took, uh, Austin Matthews when Austin Matthews was, was a rookie under his wing mm. lived. He lived with the Marlowe's in Toronto mm-hmm. the first year. And, uh, you know, just, and, and Mitch Marner, same thing. Um, you know, they just, they call him dad. I, you know, it, it's it's just, uh, it's remarkable.
2: Talk it, so when I say this games played record Marlowe owns will add to this year, and by the way, might not be done no. at age 42, when I say it's a record that never will be broken, do you find that to be hyperbole, or would you bet my side?
4: I would I I would bet your side. I I just don't see it with with the game getting so much faster, so yes. much, you know, younger, so much um I uh, I don't want to say intense, but the hitting and the injuries and I don't know how you do it. Um I don't know how he's done it, you know, in the past 5 to 10, you know,
2: 5 to 8 years,
4: mm-hmm. really just because of the ever changing game
2: that we well are. You know what? Jumbo Joe yeah. is in sixth. Okay, so we got... <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and take the plus. T- Jumbo Joe sure. has a shot. He's. T- you don't think so, or you think oh, he's right at the end? man. He, I mean, Jumbo Joe... They've according- been
4: telling, you know, he's been saying, you know, the, the last three years, reti- he's going to retire, yeah. retire, he's going to retire. You know, actually... actually he's fewer
2: a- than 100 behind Mark.
4: Yeah, it's another career that, you know,
2: is just... yeah. Can't even, can't even describe. I it. mean, you got Marlo, Gordie Howe, Mark Messier, Yarmir Yager, Ron Francis, Jumbo, Mark Reki, Chris Chelios, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Andrechuk, Scott Stevens, the defenseman, not the writer at Canterbury. Yeah. Larry Murphy was that the L.A. Kings?
4: Uh, Larry Murphy was a former North Star. Okay, but he was also Detroit Red Wing.
2: Oh. So yeah. the the triple crown line was Marcel Dion, Simmer, Charlie Simmer,
4: and Taylor
2: Dave Taylor. That's Dave what Taylor. I was thinking of, and Holy Rogi Bashan. Let's go <laughs> with Rogi Bashan up in this thing. Well, then you got Nicholas Lidstrom, Jerome Againla. Yeah, I mean, if Jumbo, if jump now, if Marlowe walks away and Jumbo wants his record, it's his record.
4: Yes, yes. And one thing about Chris Chelios. Mm-hmm. Um, he, will, you know, if if you asked him today, uh, Chris, would you like to come play? He would, really? and he's in that good of shape to do it. Yeah, he played till he was forty five. Wow, till he was forty five, and he's still that wow. many games behind. Yep, um, Marlow,
2: yep. right? One twenty. 120. Well, one twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Chelios was born in sixty two. Yes, and he played one thousand six hundred fifty one games. Mm-hmm. Man, that's just that's just like another facet. Of hard-working hockey mm-hmm. that's just under underrated you know it's it's you know you got you got Nord over there with with the con artist needing Mike needing um, uh, Jeremy Grant from the Detroit Pistons over the weekend like he needs to breathe well now along with Brooke Lopez etc at et all players like Jeremy Grant are mm-hmm. getting rest days you know what I mean it's it's rest days. It's a, a, in the NBA compared to the rest <laughs> days they don't get in the NHL. Know, right. Are you freaking kidding me? Right? Seriously? I,
4: I don't understand it. I just I I don't understand it because you as an athlete you you would think you want you you play because you love the game yeah. and you want to play yeah. and you want to compete and um, yeah I don't I don't understand that one.
2: All right, a topic with the team. Well, It's not the a topic, but. Um, for now, with the game tonight at 8, by the way, you're having trouble uh, with the streaming and you can't find uh, yeah. the game on TV and teeth gnashing, it's available at KFAN free every single it, night. every Every night? Every single game. Yeah. yeah. Just a magical description of Bob Kurtz, uh, including tonight, FM 100.3 KFAN. Give me your best minute and a half on this. Dino benched Fiala, the final 11 men- minutes of Saturday's second period. There, there was a lazy turnover. Yes. And, and the man who has been accused and or come through with lazy turnovers did it again. And Dino was like, I ain't having it. Mm-hmm. So paraphrasing from what I understand, said to Fiala, you're out the rest of the period. So when I put your line on, just stay there. And I'm going to start you the beginning <laughs> of the third. Right. Which, I mean, seriously, I love how uh, Evison handled that. But with Fiala, what, like, what? Ah, just needs to click to get him to that two-way player. Everson
4: requires. Well, that's where I go back, and I said it a couple of years ago. He's still learning the game, and what I mean by learning the you know he's skilled wise and all that. That you know, oh my gosh, we all want it, but it's upstairs. Yeah. Okay, know the situation of a game. I'll take you back. That benching started the night before when they're up three to one. They're on the power play. And he tries to make a little spinorama at the blue line. Uh, Evander Kane strips him of the puck, goes down, makes it a three-two game. Yeah. Now we have a hockey game. Okay, if you just do nothing on the power play yeah. and keep it in their end or what have you, um, it wears the clock down. Mm. You win the game three to one, maybe four one with an empty net. Yeah. Now he turns it over. Kane scores. Uh oh, nail biting time. Yeah. And they hung on. Yeah. They hung on, but. But that's So
2: the next day when he turns it over, they that, get a rush and a chance yeah. but they don't they score. Don't score. But, and that's Dino's it, but that's like. like I'm done okay, with this I for gotta a stop
4: it. I'm gonna stop it now, and here's yeah. how I'm gonna stop it. And I don't care who you are. And that's what I think everybody on the bench and you know and we made such a big deal about the Parisi benching. In Vegas, when they, you know, the turnover, or whatever yeah. happened, that was so long ago. Oh, when he
2: stayed on the ice, yeah, when he stayed and and on the ice, and get off. Yeah, well, that's insubordination. I mean, with all due respect well, to Zach, and I love Zach. Yeah. that's an insubordinate move right. during right. the course but, of, of work. Yeah, and it, but it
4: correlates to this. I'm not going to take it. I don't care who you are. Yeah. and he did it to Fiala, and then he, and like you said started them out for that power play in third period. So it's not like I'm going to hold a grudge against you. You're done. Uh, you know, I've had enough of you. No, you're going to sit. You're going to learn. And, and if you want to play, this is how I want you to play. This yeah. is how you have to play. And, um, and we will move forward as a team. Everyone looks on the bench and says, uh-oh, that could have been me. That could have been me. I better, you know, do as told, if you will, uh, and play within the way we want to play and win, and that's how we do it.
2: Uh, uh, thank you very much for coming in, ma'am. Yep. Love seeing thank you. You, you uh, too. Love the hockey mind. Uh text and talk more than people know yes. later and during the course of the week. Stay away from those minus three fifties, okay?
4: I will. It'll, thank
2: you. In the long run and the, it'll Feen- be the,
4: and the Phoenix Suns.
2: It'll be the death and the of your four hundred one K. What about Booker? Hey, the, the controversial a- action segment today at eleven forty. Yeah. You know, we, we we have the wild plane this evening talking about the action yes. in the evening. Phoenix as a massive favorite, lost at home to San Antonio. <laughs> Milwaukee, I, I don't, I'm got not beat down. at home by Memphis. Now, I mean, Memphis what? and San Antonio got players, but San, you know, Milwaukee got killed at home too. So did Phoenix. Did you watch a Kentucky
4: Knicks the other day?
2: Can, um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's when I watch quickly play the former Knicks, Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, did you really go to Kentucky or, like, Kentucky Junior College or something? Right. right. My man, is just wild. I'll see you next hey, week. Thank you. Tockett, Paul Allen to uh, NFL and the NFL draft, and uh, the fact that I am becoming a Mondiac will pay the fan. <laughs> Warm the Quiet Storm, K F A N ten O four. A Mondiac. Yours truly has not I think I've become a full-fledged Marlowiac while becoming a Mondiac. And like I said one hour ago, bumper to bumper. Rules the roost. 3 to 6 30. Weekdays, don't forget about sermons. Barrero will take EAC, and like um, Keniac for, for Case yeah. Keenum. There are Keniacs. you know, those who recognize anybody that takes any part in the miracle, the Minneapolis miracle, is going to garner fans when conversations come up about fellow quarterbacks, whether it's whether it's like Oklahoma's Sam Bradford playing basically all his life on one knee, whether it is the draft or Beloved Eight who rolls into the mix, Keeniacs didn't completely understand what was rolling forward with Cousins in the guaranteed three year deal. And those like the Friday co host who become Kirkiax, they become Adiacs, they become Kirkiax.
1: Is it okay to eventually not be a Keeniax? Like, if, if you were mad in, I assume, I think it was March of 08 when Kirk signed that deal and Keniacs were mad. Mm-hmm. They needed medicine, and it was in the form of Kirk being run out of town. Tell us why Case is not getting that yeah. three-year deal of some sort. Is it okay to maybe two or three years later change your position? You have converted away from Keniacism. You are no longer a Keniac and you are able to accept what is now in front of you.
2: When when you study Keenum isiology, Ooh, yes. and you become a keniac and you take part in a miracle, it's very difficult unless there is something by a mountain preaching to you because you're meek. Ooh. So that is needed, and for the keniacs, I'm sure it took place because, well, I mean, God bless Case, but old Case, you know, basically played himself back to being the Case Keenum People knew and loved, yeah. so the answer would be yes. In fact, it's preferred now to be a Marlowiac. Uh, it's not a correction, but an update from the captain. Uh, West Walls, listening to nine to noon, sent me a text that Patrick. It, it's easy to become a Marlowiac because it's he hasn't missed a game since he was age twenty nine. Yeah, And he's 41. Are you kidding me? It's crazy. Hasn't missed a game since... Uh, you talk about loving what you do and, and pushing through whatever... Because the man has to have stacks on top of stacks when it comes to the cash. So now it's, this is what I love to do. This is my level of professionalism, which is very difficult for some people to get to. It may sound easy, but a level of professionalism and work ethic and desire it may be like, oh, yeah, that's how you got to do it. Not everybody does it that way. So settling into fatness and happiness happens to a lot of people, but not Patrick Marlowe, And that makes me a Marlowiac. He hasn't missed a freaking game, according to uh, Wes Walls, The captain! Since he was 29 years of age. God bless uh, Patrick Marlowe. Congratulations, man. We hit on it Friday with Billy G and all that kind of stuff, but now that it's happened and the state of hockey uh re- representing itself and and recognizing his ach- achievement and the game stopping and and his lower lip quivering because he was moved <laughs> man the state of hockey seriously man i just props on top of props for those who get it like that so that's the marloiac what about the mondiac when i'm like mondiac 96.2% of people listening right now are like what in the hell is a mondiac Well, this started Friday, it continued over the weekend, and now I'm kind of all in on this guy. Mond will run the option on second down. Mond keeps it. First down and more. Running away from
0: Cowboy defenders. Kellen Mond is in the clear and in the end zone.
2: 67 breathtaking yards.
1: Kellen Mond, courtesy of ESPN.
2: So... Quarterbacks, it's like we're we're. I'm not looking for a common thread here, but but the 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 first part of nine to noon's draft chat back in January, when pressed on something, I'm like, well, offensive line, we we all know, and and defensive end, you know, we all think we know, and and those answers at 14 are right, and I ain't saying being a Mondiac copyright bump. If I'm representing a fan base, I'm getting so over the top on this kid that. I mean, I might just pay a $1,000 to J.G. or Bump to be called a Mondiac one time, 3 to 6.30, <laughs> because I'm becoming a Kellen Mondiac. And it's not, it, it's you know, FEMA, Fairness and Mondiac Act. It's not from an exhaustive amount of all 22 film watching. It's not being tipped off by those who know a 1,000 times more about it than me. You see that, that's the beauty of coming at it like this, writing instincts with the draft instead while, while approaching it in its, in its truest form. It, it's a vibe. It's an instinct. It's a vibe and doesn't mean it has to be right, but it's what leads me to this. It's what hits me and when. And it sends intel or tips or leans from those who would know. And they're getting me to a couple of people as we approach the finish line. Draft two zero two two one. One is somebody into which we'll dive tomorrow or Wednesday, and it's Michigan defensive end Pay. And and not Joe Lieber uh, with his wide nine entertainment on YouTube. He did four and a half or five and a half minutes of commentary and film breakdown on this Michigan defensive end Quitty Pay, and he got me over the hump. I mean, he just—it's really, really good. And we really, really need a game-changing defensive end. And quite honestly, you know, as the months go on, I mean, we we may need a get game-changing defensive end like we need to breathe.
1: You gotta be bleeping
0: me.
2: I ain't kidding you. More on that in July. But I was so moved by Nacho's descriptions that kind of got. But but I'm not a payiac. I'm not a eac. With this Kellen Mond, you see. There, there, it just gets to this part of the draft equation where sauce, I mean, people read and see and hear so much that they cannot break through from what they're hearing or seeing. Yeah. Which means it has to be Lawrence, Wilson, whomever, whomever, whomever. All right. It might be. However, It can't be disputed. It's other than Trevor Lawrence, all right? There is so much inexperience with these other quarterbacks that we are being force-fed absolutely have to be the cat's ass. And they might be. You know, but but Wilson, Zach Wilson, man, had one good season. Has God gifted him with a skill set that's different than most? Absolutely. Absolutely. Likewise, for every quarterback in this draft, some more than others. It's it's what they were given and what they did with it is what the separator is going to be here. Zach Wilson, BYU, one good season versus middling teams. Mac Jones can't move and went lights out, and has started seventeen games. All right, so we all saw the national championship game against the Ohio State with with good defensive players and his Mac Jones last season was phenomenal first draft take I I had was well this Mac Jones from Alabama with this accuracy and I know he can't boot because he can't move and everybody's saying Phillip Rivers 2.0 okay cool Phillip Rivers 6.0 would be fine with the way Phillip uh, had had a quasi Hall of Fame type career and I ain't knocking on Mac he may be unbelievably good in the NFL but we have a, a player who started 17 games. Wilson had one good season. Trey Lance, God bless Rochester Marshall, and, and let's go 740 the fan, love you Bison. He he had one season. He only had one full season and one game in the purge. Then they shut him down to get ready for the draft. And Trey can boot. And Trey has a good arm, and he can run, and he can throw. And And Trey definitely... You know there definitely will be room for him in the NFL. Justin Fields, all right, badass. Bunch of games versus versus good teams. He's six three. He can run and he can bootleg. But there are questions about Fields that you will hear, see, and or read, and it involves one read terrorism. You know where like hone in on Con and then here I'm just going to follow Con here Connie Connie here Connie Connie and I'm going to do that. Okay, well that that also by the way. Uh, can, can be taught to change, and it's not like he's going to start first game two zero two one. So that a lot of that has led me to this quarterback on whom I hit at the end of the feast, named Kellen Mond. Okay, now he he played at Texas A and M, and by the way, he played forty four games. Okay, so you get Wilson with one good season, Lance with one good season. Against you know he's trying he's trying to beat Gabe Henderson in Liberty, and, and, and that's <laughs> and and the schedule they put in front of NDSU I, I'm not you know hey you got to elevate them to the next level and let them start playing um, SMU and Arkansas and Missouri and all that stuff consistent okay cool whatever
1: hey don't doubt James Madison
2: Ain't nobody doubting James Madison or Frisco Texas or whatever that bowl game is called. NDSU, the Bison rule the roost, and Trey Lance is very gifted, and he's very good, and and he's going to be a first-round pick. What I'm saying is experience matters. And you can be like, oh, yeah. So, okay, he's one of three in the history of the SEC. Yeah, the SEC, okay? The Southeastern Conference. Uh, He's one of three who's had, like, more than 4,000 passing yards, 1,500 rushing yards, along with... Tim Tebow and Dak Prescott. So take it to the next level if you want to be of the snarky variety. Well, yeah, it worked out really well for Tebow uh in the um in the National Football League. Well, yeah, I mean he's won as many freaking playoff games as our current quarterback, Kirk Cousins. So there's that. When he when he put that fat L on Pittsburgh with Demarius Thomas at Mile High City, can I get a witness? But as a college quarterback, not many better in the history of college football than Tim Tebow. And Dak Prescott, with what he did in college, and subsequently, and those are really, really good college quarterbacks. Kellen Mond is in the conversation with them. He holds every major passing record at Texas A&M. Going against the SEC, he passed and ran for more than only Tim Tebow and Dak Prescott, and he's 6'3". I mean, this kid has been, he was birthed and raised to be a National Football League quarterback. I'm not kidding you. They they sent him from San Antonio, Texas, to IMG Academy in Florida, the football factory, and it worked. He becomes a Texas A&M quarterback as a true freshman at age 18. In his debut, he's 3 of 17 against UCLA on September 3rd of 2017, I mean, he's still popping pimples, and he's trying to beat the freaking Bruins. So he has a horrible game. Bounces back the next game, looks better. I, I think it, at age, ages 18 and 19, he, he, he started eight games. I mean, he was bred for this. And, and outside of Lawrence, good luck to all of you with Wilson, Lance, and Mac Jones. Good luck to all of you. you you're, you're fortunate. Most of you will be fortunate, specifically next level Shanny, that you'll be able to sit back and chill with these kids and raise them the way you want because they are gifted. I'm saying, as a Mondiac, Kellen Mond is not only gifted; he's experienced. He he knows how to put receivers on a double move against Oh Patrick Sertan the second, who might be a top ten pick. He's gone against players like that. So I just, I hit a point this weekend where I was tired of people force feeding me the same freaking thing I hear every single day and every week. And, and I'm not going to be a lemming. I am not going to follow or, or have to follow exactly with this draft. What people tell me is going to happen. It may happen that way, but it doesn't mean I have to like it because I haven't come to a complete conclusion on this yet. And I may not. That there is a quarterback in that top five everybody tells me about. Maybe two. I would take this kid seven out of ten times over them. And I don't know where Mond, as a Mondiac, is supposed to be drafted, but it's going to be higher than everybody thinks. And whomever gets him is going to get a wonderful, wonderful young man and a multifaceted quarterback with experience out the wazoo. And that fan base Will
1: become Mondiacs. And you have an opportunity every hour while pondering that. Go to KFAN.com and enter the keyword Spring. You might win $1,000. The fans trying to put a grand in your hand with the National Cash Contest. Head to KFAN.com, enter the keyword Spring. You might win $1,000
2: triple a movers wondering when you're gonna call i mean you've been hearing the spots for quite some time weeks maybe months you know you got a move coming up and you're like that's okay i'm gonna call a couple of friends a couple of family members yeah that they'll help me like they did five years ago okay cool they helped you five years ago it took three hours longer than it should and two coffee tables started with four legs and ended up with three. Oh, and by the way they don't, they don't want to do it okay they'll do it but they don't want to do it So just alleviate all of that hassle and go to com or call 612-588-MOVE. 612-588-MOVE. You know you have a move coming up and you know it's daunting. So get it done by Minnesota's movers of choice. Triple A movers. You mentioned KFAN. Uh, Get your hands on a free box kit and also save money with junk removal. And if you need more than junk removal, they have the decluttering service that is second to none. It is AAA Movers, -movers AAAmovers.com. You may not move every day, but they do. F.A.N.
0: This is The Wild File, presented by Mystic Lake Casino Hotel,
1: on the fan. Heck yes, it's the wild file. And how about a bounce back for the wild and a back-to-back over the weekend? They lose two in a row to the Sharks several weeks ago. But they were the ones doing the biting with a 3-2 victory on Friday evening and a 5-2 thrashing on Saturday. And as things look now, with 13 or 14 games left in the regular season, Minnesota Wild, very primed, very stable, very... Uh, Might you say locked in almost to that third spot in the Honda West Division. But they're back at it tonight. A couple in a row now coming up against the Arizona Coyotes starting this evening. You know, if you can't find it on TV, you know where it's always going to be right here on your home for Wild Hockey, The Fan. It's a 745 Fallness Festival, followed by a puck drop. Kurtz and Reed shortly after 8 p.m. The Wild at... Arizona Coyotes. That's your Wild File.
0: That was the Wild File. Presented by Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. On the Fan.
2: Covenant cleanup, 9 to noon. Trey Lance grew up in Marshall, Minnesota did not attend Rochester John Marshall High School. Uh, that uh, Covenant cleanups provided by nobody. It absolutely was my heir. 98% of it was an heir. The 2% is because I corresponded with main man Marcus this weekend, Marcus (laughs) Sherrills from Rochester Marshall High School, who, by the way, is a local pickleball champion. Okay? Main man Marcus is an elite pickleball mind, and he took down some title this weekend. I was chatting with him about it a little bit, but that that led to the Marshall, Marcus, Marshall, Lance. So uh, anybody offended by that, um, yours truly apologizes. Trey Lance, NDSU marshall minnesota
1: absolutely working our way up to the draft a week from thursday pa into the 14th overall pick for the vikings i was kind of thinking about taking a peek at each of the teams that as of this particular moment draft in front of the minnesota vikings and looking at it i think when you think about first overall pick this might be the easiest selection in the draft or at least the obvious you were mentioning in the last segment you've been told this that and the other thing about certain quarterbacks that are vying for uh, highly-touted draft currency to select them and get an opportunity to win games. Well, I think everybody is feeling like Trevor Lawrence. Welcome to the Jacksonville Jaguars, first of all. Uh, Now, Trevor Clemson, about to be a Jag, Um, so obvious that the fans, I don't know if you saw this, P.A., they're already raising money on his behalf.
2: Urban Meyer, within the last month, said we are taking
1: Trevor Lawrence. Yes, he did, and Daryl Bevel, the new offensive coordinator there, excited to work with him and James Robinson, figure out that run game and maybe get him a couple of weapons. Uh, They raised more than fans did because of his wedding, More than $11,000 for him to (laughs) donate to a charity of his choice. That's great. And Lawrence wrote that he and his gal, uh, his wife Marissa, are now going to donate $20,000 to charities in Jacksonville Hmm. and that they hope to be a part of your community soon. And
2: that extra nine simply was from the boosters at Clemson. He hasn't even made his NFL money yet.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Making headlines, though, were some comments that he made as part of an interview he did with Michael Rosenberg and Sports Illustrated, I'd like to play you a clip of that in regard to what he views success in the NFL to be and to really mean.
3: Success is a hard word. Obviously, winning and losing, that's kind of what you get measured by in, in football and um, in sports in general. So obviously that's, that's one thing, but I think just successful is more so how I live my life, type of husband and dad I am one day. That's a little bit outside of the game, but I just think that that's a successful life for me. But as far as the game goes, obviously, dream of winning the Super Bowl. Um, that's going to be probably my biggest goal my whole career, and then hopefully can do that a few
1: times. So, so he's hoping to win Super Bowls, he mm-hmm. says. Now, as part of this Sports Illustrated article, I'm always intrigued by how players uh, feel about playing, feel about winning in contrast to the fan bases of those teams. If yep. you think about it here, you know the, the, the concept that a member of the Minnesota Vikings – does not care about making the playoffs winning playoff games and winning a Super Bowl as much as some of the rubes here do yeah that would be cause for a complete apoplectic meltdown you couldn't you couldn't uh, fathom the idea that these guys playing this kid's game at the highest level want to win and want to achieve at the rate that you do if that makes sense yeah and so as part of this interview here's a couple of quotes running past you it's hard to explain this because I want people to know that I'm passionate about what I do, and it's really important to me, but I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me, and I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. I just don't have that. I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. And his wife adds, there's more in life than playing football. And so later on, his wife telling him, or telling the in the article here, he's not award-driven. He's not... I want to win a Super Bowl at all costs, Trevor's coach in Carterville High. There's no doubt about it. With who he is as a person, he could walk away from it tomorrow and be fine. And so the idea when you hear these things, and and Trevor goes on, and he actually has spent the last 24 to 36 hours explaining these sorts of things uh, away in some respects. I'm internally motivated. I love football as much or more than anybody. It's a huge priority in my life, obviously. I'm driven to be the best I can be and to maximize my potential and to win. But he spent the last 36 hours trying to go, no, actually, guys, I I do love the game. It just doesn't necessarily define me as a person. Yeah, I'm not a win-at-all-costs. I wake up in the morning thinking about football. I go to bed thinking about football, that sort of thing. But when I'm on the field, I want to use my God-given gifts to the best of my ability and win games.
2: Okay, so... In, in, when you when you talked about him in the S.I. piece, yeah, talking about W's and L's, and and living life and how he lives his life, there is no chip, there is no, uh, you know, I I pine and burn to beat you for whatever the reason
1: or to prove people wrong or you know any of those sorts how, of cliches right well i mean
2: how, how can you possibly prove somebody wrong if you're the first overall pick in the draft <laughs> correct i mean it, it's all behind you from there now i guess what you do at the i mean who who's going to take a loud stance that trevor lawrence outside of maurice jones drew who is going to take a loud stance that Trevor Lawrence is the worst first round pick in the history of the
1: National Football League? Well, in some respects, he might end up being the second worst in NFL history behind Chad Greenway based on Maurice Jones Drew's comments. So so, so to whom is Trevor
2: uh, backpedaling, clarifying like to whom is he doing that?
1: uh it's it's the fan base there's been criticism from the fan base and and of course anybody the national talking heads and such they jump all over this, okay, but this is the Jacksonville Jaguars fan base, correct a lot more pain than pleasure in their history. Well
2: yeah, be lucky you have a freaking team, okay because when you start when you start covering massive amounts of seats in the upper level, the next step is your owner Shad Khan making Wembley his home stadium, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, it, it's haven't you learned through the years what it's like to be a Jaguars fan? And when Trevor Lawrence, the first overall pick in the draft, and Urban, first of all, Urban Meyer does not take that job unless he knows he's getting Trevor Lawrence. Right. End of story. He wants his QB. Yeah, he, he, right, or one of the QBs, but he got Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, not bad. So I just don't understand why anybody specifically with a team that has lost to the level to which they have lost, that they would find any turmoil or any type of negativity in anything
1: Trevor Lawrence would say until he starts playing. You know what I mean? Well, I I couldn't agree with you more, but I think, again, hardcore fans, rubes, yeah. lowest common denominator, I want my team to win a Super Bowl yeah. every year. They're, they might be the type here in Minnesota to analyze the posture of a certain quarterback in certain circumstances of a game or body Mm. messaging or mannerisms and those sorts of things. Yeah, but said
2: quarterback has proven to be fidgety and throw it to PJ Williams and Minka Fitzpatrick and have problems in Washington, so there are past performances. And and I'm not going to go to the lowest common denominator card here because they're impassioned and they love like we do. Well, absolutely. They're just doing it, you know, a different way. He hasn't played a freaking game. And and if you're really going to, like, teeth gnash and read between the lines of what this guy's saying, what, what I was waiting for, maybe it's there, is, is for Trevor about the only thing that I could take out of it, you know, that potentially I'd, like, wonder what was next. I think it was what his wife said. Was her name Marissa? Marissa, yeah. Right. Okay, well, football is not everything in your life and 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 handling things that are more important in your personal lives yes that's absolutely important but guess what football's going to provide you <laughs> an opportunity to really take that a step farther
1: and take your money and give it to those who who need yeah those who are not as blessed as you and the things that uh, don't include football in your life may be enriched Bingo. Potentially by being in the and NFL spotlight.
2: That, that's why I did the FIRA last week, Fair, uh, Fairness in Aaron Rodgers Act. You know, a year, 10, 11 months ago, when he embarrasses fellow Hall of Famer Drew Brees on Twitter. Okay. And, and, and Drew embarrassed himself to a certain extent before that. But what I said was, Aaron, you, you have his number, man. Text him, call him. You don't, you don't have to look at your this so new age fraud freedom fighter bullcrap where you got to look at your Twitter analytics to see what the likes and the retweets and holy cow honey this thing just hit a million a million people have looked at my tweet is it about that or is it about what Tony Dungy said Air, Drew has to be able to say that and Tony's right yeah he has to be able to say that where you go from there should be born of fairness love fixing and or 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 making something right so like with Aaron I was like all right ma'am that's cool. You made your point. You you embarrassed a fellow hall of famer who may already have embarrassed himself. What was the point? What's next, Aaron? You know, you you can give 10 million to these entities and sure it'll help, but you also have the god-given ability to galvanize tens of thousands of people without your money. And 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 get them if the, if this if this charge, if this cause burns in you so uh, wildly that you need to get out there publicly and embarrass a fellow Hall of Famer? What's next, bud? In a month, in six months, in a year? You know, what's next? More than money, because money's easy for you to give. You have the ability for people to follow you by tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And there was nothing. There was crickets, and I didn't say a word. Until I read all the money and all the time Aaron Rodgers has put into northern california schools northern california small businesses and what took my level of respect for him for whatever it's worth and even elevated it more he didn't tell anybody yeah he he just did it Mm -hmm. he just went out there and did it he didn't have to get a newspaper article written about him he didn't have to jump on twitter and check his analytics and tell everybody what he's doing (laughs) he just went out and did it yeah he helped people and he gave generously from his heart without needing praise. Yeah. So that that has changed my opinion of Aaron Rodgers forever as we move forward off the field as opposed to on. With Trevor Lawrence, I don't have an on the field opinion. I've watched him play two times. He's going to be the first overall pick in the draft, and every draft analyst to whom we speak is like he he's the bomb. He will be the bomb. So now the next part is off what you're sharing here. His outlook on life, which, which I find to be fascinating this this story you're reading,
1: yeah, I found it fascinating too, because again, trying to pick apart a guy that has been essentially just this unstoppable, unbreakable, completely polished pillar uh within college football world and just basically a countdown to when he's going to be drafted. He said this uh, it's not like I need football for my life to be okay, I want to do it because I want to be the best I can be, I want to maximize my potential, yeah, who wouldn't want to stop you. That That's awesome. Yeah. I don't need football to make my life okay because the
2: majority of the people are going to be like, well, I mean, come on, who are you fooling? You're talking about tens to hundreds of millions of dollars. Not everybody needs a lot of money to be happy. It's true. And there are those who make a lot of money and have a lot of money, A, who are not happy, but B, that's cool, man. It's more money to give. It's more money
1: to help. You know, so it's, it's I ain't, don't stop tying things to money. Absolutely, and and in the end, what I just I I'm just intrigued to see what happens the first time they experience trials and tribulations. They got two firsts. One of them is going to be Trevor. Yeah, they got a couple of second wow. round picks. You know, so they, they have, have two first round picks. They have two firsts. I think it's 25th overall is the well, other one. So holy!
2: Oh, what a perfect spot to take Allen Mond in case the fans are right about Trevor
1: Lawrence. <laughs> That's what they should do. Take yeah. Trevor first overall. <laughs> we know Kellen Mond is yeah. a competitor. I I we maybe, maybe not. Yep. And uh then you, I mean you have to hit on one of them. But oh, so yeah.
2: and when Trey's available in the second or third round, you got another crack at him.
1: Absolutely. Maybe Kyle Trask. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am saying Trey Lance. No, I understand. I'm playing with yeah. You. At least somebody's going to drop. So uh, the cost of, of these quarterbacks not named Trevor Lawrence is gonna be high. And there's yeah. gonna be some guys taken in the top ten next week that maybe would should not garner a first round top ten equity. Uh, this kid certainly has. Yeah. And it's just I, I find the the picking apart the dissection of comments from a twenty-one year old kid yeah. before he's ever played a snap in the NFL. To be interesting, and uh, now he's going to go from a place where he had a hard time losing, I think he lost twice his entire college career, mm. to a place that only won one game <laughs> in 2020. So now, whether football is or is not yeah. the most important thing in terms of his life spiritually, personally, and all of those things, yeah, uh, we're going to try and keep those pools and those hot tubs full in Mr. <laughs> uh, Shad Khan's facility and uh, he's got some work to do.
2: That was beautiful. Nice job, bud. Uh, that was very, very good. I'm glad you shared that. 10:40 on the fan.
1: Wow, what a transition that was for News to Nord. Brought to you by Canterbury's Car Casino. It's poker, it's blackjack, it's table games, and it's all year-round. Live racing. we got to be coming up here in less than a month before you get to see that at Canterbury Park. Uh, Get to CanterburyPark.com for all the details. Month from tomorrow, big boy. Month from tomorrow, 5 o'clock. Tuesday,
2: Wednesday, Thursday, racing at Canterbury, each at 5. Family Day, Sundays
1: at 1 o'clock. But a month from tomorrow, and they're racing. Hold on. 1 p.m., family days, face painting. Yep. Maybe some uh, Clydesdales in the mix. Now, uh, maybe
2: it depends on um, the Devil's Wind and animals, oh, yeah, and, that's right. and really finding a mask requisite of a Clydesdale. <laughs> I mean, they got you know, it's like it is difficult. Yeah, it's. I see those Clydesdales when I walk into the racetrack on Sunday, and you know, I always say to
1: them, "Hey, why the long face?"
0: You gotta be bleeping me, number
4: one.
1: Uh, twins fans and their collective face is quite long, as the twins. Just got their asses kicked uh, in L.A., and then the final two games of the series were postponed slash canceled uh, because at least one member, Anderson Simmons, I believe Kyle Garlick, what a cool name. Staff member. Staff member, um, and that has put things on the shelf. Now, they were waiting to get some tests done, I believe even as recent as this morning, and then they're going to make the trek from L.A. up to Oakland, where at this moment, Today's game's been postponed, but it looks like the plans are in the mix for tomorrow the 20th, a mm. 5.30 and 8.30 p.m. Mm. doubleheader. Oh, that's great. Are you um, are you excited to watch it on Bally? <laughs> I, like,
2: I got Comcast, and I overpay. I overpay like everybody. I yeah. just don't complain about it publicly, which if you do, I'm not mad at you. Right. So, yeah, I'll be watching it, but... Um, but there, there is an overpayment that's required to get to that winter circle.
1: There is, and uh, I've never complained about how much I pay for cable services either. Yep. Now, I have a streaming service that does not offer ballot. Yeah, And so, you know, what you do is you either change services. I'm not interested in doing that at this stage. Or you call your dog and get his code. That is correct.
2: Was it correct? Did I nail it? (laughs) Of course you did. Oh, really? (laughs) I was just
1: messing around. Uh, Let's hope those guys get healthy. The the article I read, Anderton Simmons, Mm -hmm. who who did test positive, he's having mild symptoms, and and so far, so good for those guys. Number two. Uh Wolves got their asses kicked 124-105 one, at the Clippers yesterday. Uh one positive of that though PA Carl Anthony Towns in 390 in 394 games has surpassed 9000 career points.
2: So 124-105 the so uh, they lost by 19. Yes. So that means Gleeman trying to close on that 140 to win 100 14, 10 team 10 point NBA parlay. He had the Wolves plus 20 and he got there by a point. Are you
1: kidding me? Oh, congratulations. Now, uh, you what What you won't hear. Oh, this is a stupid joke that I can't I'm, even pull up now. It doesn't I'm just matter. curious if Paul George or somebody rested mm-hmm. and aided him.
2: Oh, they, best, they both played. I watched the first first quarter and a half of it. Um, Kawhi hadn't played in a week and change. He played. Uh, they, I mean, Paul, I think it was Paul George. Yeah, he was. I mean, they were just they were just mashing on us last night. Oh wow!
1: Yeah, PG was nine of seventeen from <gasps> the field. Led the team with twenty three yeah. points. Okay. Yeah, Kawhi
2: came back just in time to beat the
1: mailman. Yeah, all five starters. Hey, how about Luke Kennard? By the way, if you were looking for three pointers, he was three of six from deep last night. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, at you
2: doing some uh, league
1: freaks life on air uh, potential pickup scouting. Need some uh, need some pre playoffs. Uh, let's run through this though.
0: Yeah. Number three.
1: Wild at AZ tonight. They're at the Coyotes. and It's an 8 p.m. puck drop, pregame 745. Forget about logins or cable services or anything. You know it's on your home for Wild Hockey, the fans. So looking forward to that. Minnesota United uh, had their season opener on Friday, and uh, they lost 4-0. Uh, I would say that the scoreline doesn't indicate how bad or good the game was. It's one of those better than the awful scoreline indicates. Uh, But they're going to be home this Saturday. Home opener against Hmm. Real Salt Lake at 7 p.m. at Allianz Field. Looking forward to that. Vucevic out two and a half weeks. Uh, Calf. I'm just kidding. Oh, thank God. Okay, perfect. Uh, My guy Dane St. Clair saved a penalty by Jao Paulo and Rui Diaz. Remember Rui Diaz from the bubble bits? He had a couple of goals on the loons on Friday, and it was negative. So... Uh, Wolves just, uh, I think, 12 or 14 games remaining. 13 games left for the Minnesota Wild. Go Wild. It's your home for Wild Hockey, and that's all I got. News to Nord.
2: Blitzy columnist Lavelli Neal III, Star Tribune, StarTribune.com. He joins 9 to Noon weekly, courtesy of the Pillbox, etc. Uh, That takes place around the corner, FM 100.3, KFAN. The Fan. What's going on, Mr.
3: Columnist? Uh, It's, what, April 20th, right? What do I look like, Uh, Rand McNally?
1: It's 19th today. It's April
3: 19th, and I'm backing out of my driveway uh, amidst snow flurries. Stop it. Stop it now. Oh,
2: no. It's a Monday, so the casual, surfacy, weather-slash-elevator-related conversation (laughs) has to begin your two-segment stint, 9 to noon.
1: Hey, PA, how was your weekend?
2: It was great, but... (laughs) Never long enough. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> Tell me, Champ. Dang good. What else? Well, oh. we've been playing oh. Steely Dan, man. Um, the uh, Con played. Uh, Nordo played Steely Dan every uh, every bumper today, and it it I, I hearkened with the first one he played, "Black Cow." You know, like um, some version of a White Russian, something like that. Very smooth, chill drink, from what I understand. Play "Time on the Mind." Um, "Black Cow," "Kid Charlemagne," two Steely Dan songs reminds me of black cow take your big black cow and, and get, get out of here get charlemagne sundays caboose mm-hmm. that's crazy right meal yep julius on lead vocals spicy tea with the raps i mean remember down memory lane, we go. <laughs> the good old days. It's been so I just never will forget. Summer of nineteen ninety seven. I'm not even living here full time. I think you just got here, right? Uh, late ninety seven. Yeah. Okay. So I'm calling races at Canterbury, and that that's the part of my life where it was five and a half, six months racetrack announcing in San Francisco, mm-hmm. drive to Grand Bay Meadows, uh, Bay Meadows and Golden Gate Fields drive to grand um to um grand island nebraska uh for a month and a half fill in at at fonner park for chris katulak who had to get down to louisiana downs or oklahoma city for remington park because they were starting early what town in nebraska grand island i was there for like 5 weeks two consecutive years i didn't know there was a track there i knew the, i knew of exarvin yep uh, on my way up here and then get here, and uh, and from uh, basically what used to be, you know, uh, Derby Day through Labor Day, and then do that whole gypsy trail for like five years. So, 97, being soul music raised from Washington, D.C., you being soul music raised from Chicago, mm-hmm. there are certain things that hit you at certain times where you're like, are you freaking kidding me with this? First time, I was at the Caboose. First time. Rolled in on a Sunday night to see this band called Greasy Meal. Julius Collins... Been on the radio show a million times. His song, I Can't Wait, that's Julius, Mm -hmm. which closes every single 9 to noon. Old Soul Cafe begins every Friday. Mm -hmm. That's Julius. That's Greasy Meal. Mm -hmm. Well, they did that little chill 45, 50-minute set. Then they would relax for an hour and come out and do the Greasy Meal music, remember? Yes. So that little chill acoustic thing where they would do Black Cow, they would do Kid Charlemagne, um I walked in there the first time and Sly and the Family Stone, okay? Julius and Greasy Meal are not the first ever to cover Sly and the Family Stone. Right. You'll hear, you'll hear Lavelle is everyday people. Thank Lavelle for letting me be myself. Correct. again. Uh, family Affair, Hot Fun in the Summertime, all that. ad living Little Loud little Banner
3: in between songs. Boom. Yeah, that 45-minute bit, yep. Yep, and,
2: and and those songs may be three and a half minutes, but it's five and a half or six with these guys, you know, uh, Tommy Barbarella um, and, and, and Jimmy Anton and so, and so on. so Cox. Yep, with their, that'd be the Monday night piece. I'm talking about Sunday. Their musicality is so high-end.
3: So they would just riff for a while, and it was terrific. Don't you agree? Absolutely. All right. And then they come out for the second set and go, okay, we've warmed up now. Boom. Now it's time for full funk.
2: Forgiveness.
3: Okay, right in your face.
2: I can't say in all my years of either, I was too young to see music in Washington, D.C., but nevertheless, there were clubs like this there when I grew up. San Francisco, I went to a bunch of of clubs and stuff for blues, R&B, country, whatever. I've never walked into a place where somebody covered a Sly and the Family Stone song called You Caught Me Smiling Again. It is obscure. It's funky as bleep. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's psychedelic. And and I, I just, I was like, are you kidding me with this? I haven't heard this song in 20 years. It might have been from the In Time album. And I just got bit and fell in love right there, man. And, you know, but that, that was an obscure Sly and the Family Stone song. Right. Black Cow... You know, was not Peg, Josie, reeling in the year. Still. It wasn't big like that, you know, so it was a secondary type bit. And then when I heard him do Black Cow, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me with this? It was
3: unbelievable, man. I miss those days, don't you? I do. Absolutely do. Missed the vibe. Mm. Just miss hanging out, listening to live music. It was great times. Going out in January 17 below to celebrate your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I were you, I would be careful. Neil e. Neal the
2: third, columnist Star Tribune. Um, uh, at Lavelle Neal via Twitter. If I were you, I'd be cognizant of, like, with whom or where I go when I go in public. Your timing of that loons column yesterday <laughs> off what happened Friday night. <laughs> impeccable. Uh, well- seriously. talk <laughs> about slings and
3: arrows of outrageous sport fortune. <laughs> You're living there right now. Good uh, morning. I got to file my Sunday column on Friday afternoon. You know, so Not our problem. I, I hyped the Loons uh, for Sunday. Well, they got killed Friday. They got housed. <laughs> they got housed. They, they hung in there for a while, and then Seattle was like, sorry, even though we don't have all our good players, we still know how to win. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. It's bad. If but- you were a columnist
2: for, would it be the Seattle Times? Post-Intelligencer? Yes. Times. Times. Would you have started your story by saying the loons got fried? No, I would not have said that. Yes. What about as usual? It was a dark and cloudy evening in the cappuccino capital. You and never the team leave. from the cornfields got fried.
3: You never lead with the weather. I understand. Well, what are you talking about? Why do you do it on
2: radio? You led with the weather. It's not a column. I was backing out and I see snowflakes
3: and. So, so. Mid-April and I'm pissed. That was the that was the that was the mm-hmm. reaction. That was the take. The um, speaking of pissed, it was 65 yesterday. The twins got it's bit. 60.
2: Yeah, I mean it started with the uh, 85 Bears shortstop who, like in his first chance at <laughs> Milwaukee, made an error, <laughs> which was just beautiful trying to throw the ball to second. But who cares? He's fine. So he gets bit. Uh, Garlic may you know he may be impenetrable versus Dracula, yeah. given his last name. But he's not the devil's wind. It got him a staff member. I am hoping it's not Dustin Morse, and so on and so on and so on. Man, we got bit, and they're missing games.
3: Yeah, it's unfortunate too because uh, some people are bringing some heat down on on Simmons because he's a. Like, it looks like all indications are that he's an anti-vaxer, and he's not taking the vaccine. He doesn't believe in COVID, and so he's the one who gets doesn't bit. believe in COVID. Yeah, so Interesting. that's. Uh, that's yeah. a, if you believe you. a bat fell into some soup, then I got some beachfront property in Nevada Absolutely. for you. So the the Twins are a little upside down right now. You know, yeah. I think a couple of staffers tested positive too. And okay, um, they I don't think they left the hotel yet in Anaheim. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, while some guys are still doing contact tracing and. Yeah. There's some people who are nearby, people who are bit, you know, so they've got to quarantine. Yep. So no game today. Great trip to Southern California. Sounds chill. I know. Hoping for two uh, against Oakland tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how about
2: hotel manager guy wherever they're staying? It's like, wow, you know, business starting to come back in. Teams are starting to play. Ah, what happened? They're <laughs> bit in my hotel. Ah, soccer bleu. They're going to stay? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait. That's a member of the twins
3: in the lobby. Is he bit? Yeah, what did he touch? Yeah, so I don't know what that's like. You, know, you get food delivered to you. Do they, do mm-hmm. they just kind of leave it outside your door. Now they,
2: yeah, they. You got to keep getting tested. Well, what they do is they leave it outside your door, and then they have this pole that has like a fake fist on it, and they walk 15
3: feet away and then knock on your door with the fake fist, like food. Well, you know, it's funny you bring that up, though. Phil Miller. Uh, started to be a baseball writer. Mill Filler bought a six-foot uh, retractable stick mm. and attached his recorder to mm. the end of it. So in spring training, he would just he would just a selfie <laughs> stick. Yeah, you just take the selfie stick basically yeah. and, stand, and extend it out to the to the players so you can do a, a mm. socially distant interview. Oh, ah, it me. was so
2: funny. Uh, Lavelle Neil III's inclusion each and every Monday is provided
3: by Pillbox Tavern in downtown St. Paul.
1: And uh, jerseys as well. Don't forget about jerseys on Concord and Invergrove That's Heights. In Invergrove
3: Heights, oh. where Lavelle E. the III lives.
1: Yeah, two hot spots for Lavelle, the <laughs> pillbox and then jerseys, St. Paul and Invergrove Heights, because not today. There's no game today. But no. if Minnesota wins tomorrow, manana, that means the next day you roll into pillbox, you roll into jerseys, and you get a BOGO KFAN, unfiltered hazy blonde pint, courtesy hmm. of Uda Pills and that sunshine day drinking <laughs> lifestyle. It is unbelievable. Thank you, Pillbox, and thank you, Jerseys.
3: I got to clarify something with owner Bill Ashton about yeah. uh, the, the BOGO thing. The twins play two games on Tuesday. So what if they split? So buy, if they buy split. Two, they buy still two, won. Eight. They still won the day before. What if they sweep? Buy, you, you buy two, you get eight. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. That's
1: what I'd say. A double yeah. BOGO? Yeah.
3: Double BOGO.
2: Um, that, uh, the way you laid out that sunshine and that drink thing, my, oh my, show am good.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I got more on the twins for you, man. Also, for, for those into it, um, cat named Chet Holmgren, Minnehaha Academy. Has he made his announcement? It's supposed to be at 11 o'clock today. Don't look up at that TV.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You saw me look up there. That, that TV. You usually have it on.
2: I understand that, but you know, it's, it's navigating the remote in this room is a little more difficult for yours truly than it is most people. (laughs) Really? So I don't want to mess it up for 3 to 6.30, so I'm just going to lay off of it. But
1: uh, we'll see what happens with this young man. Best of luck. 9 to noon, a con cash. Yeah, the fan is trying to put a grand in your hand with the national cash contest. This hour's keyword is school, and you just put the phone down and pick up that laptop. This hour's keyword, you go to kfan.com and enter the keyword school, and you'll be entered in to win a $1,000. How cool would that be? Go to KFAN.com, maybe put a grand in your hand, you're prompted, and you'll enter the word school. Nine to-
0: Free KFAN. <laughs> summer you can see it fading fast so you grab a piece of something that you think is gonna last well you wouldn't even know a diamond if you held it in your hand
2: reeling You're in the, the years for profit this understand. is nine to noon are you reeling in the years stowing away the time are you gathering at the tears with the uh with the minnesota twins wobble they, I mean, the the with that Bo Sox series, you know, I, I know the Bo Sox got some players, and then that first Friday night against Trout and the Anaheimers, we're just we're we're, we're antithetical
3: to hit legit right now. I mean, it's just
2: struggling,
3: you know. It's not connecting well right now. Um, the bullpen's too talented for it to have the foibles it's going through right now. may um, uh, has been hit. Robles has been hit a little bit. Duffy was put in a tough spot coming in with the bases loaded for Barrios and so giving up a hit. Um, they're better than that, and they'll get it straighten it out. I, I think the offense will turn around, too. They're just not hitting because they haven't had their guys together. You know, Rocco's had to have some funky lineups. Kyle Garlick's batting cleanup. I mean, you know, um, batting Sano and Polanco, who, who both were batting around 100 back-to-back, you know, mm-hmm. creating like a huge pothole mm-hmm. in your batting order. Um, you know, he's had some funky lineups out there because of, uh, of injuries and people not playing well. You know, um, Sano's been killing this team. Uh, he hit a home run, I believe, in the last uh, game against the Red Sox. Yeah. And hopefully that will be the portent of good things to come. But, you know, Donaldson playing on an everyday basis, Bucks getting back. That's the thing now is that if, if Bucks should be good to go here um, once they do start playing again because he's had a few days off, the rest, whatever tight hamstring he has. So I think basically Rocco described. Uh, Buxton, I think he, I think he used like a gazelle, but he, I'm gonna use a greyhound analogy. I think he basically said Buxton's a greyhound because if one thing goes wrong, he's spinning out of the race. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know.
2: Well, yeah, but I mean, do, do we have a metaphorical or fake rabbit that they call? Uh, what the rabbit called? Here's bugs. what. Here's bugs. Yeah, bugs. No, they yeah. But here's bubble and Nedigo. Yeah, <laughs> and here comes up Byron Buxton. He's very greyhound like because he's sleek. Yes. I can understand that. Uh, this is not breaking news. My, Mike Trout's just stupendous. He's just, a, everything about him is stupendous. And he has never won a playoff game. Wow.
3: That's crazy. But well, they haven't gotten Even to Tim Tebow won a playoff game. Uh, it's, it's, uh, oh, Why did you bring up Tim Tebow? Because who did he beat? Pittsburgh. Okay, thank you. Why? Uh, um, well, what, did you have money on the Steelers? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe.
2: <laughs> oh, wait, we were in Vegas at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, because I went up to the room because I was tired AF and getting killed mm-hmm. at the craps table, and I think I had Pittsburgh to close. Nah, I can't remember what it was, or I was rooting for you. And yeah, that's right, I, I think Tebow he's... Demarius Thomas, yes. first play of overtime, and there he goes.
3: Because yeah, I was already mad at Tebow for beating my Bears <laughs> when he was with the uh, when he was with the Broncos in that yeah. ridiculous game. When Marion Barber uh, ran out of bounds instead of taking an the oh, clock oh. run in the fourth quarter. Mary anyway. and Barbara for who? The Bears? Yeah, he ran for a little bit. Damn, yeah. really? I forgot about that. Um anyway, the Angels are wasting Mike Trout's career. They've got they've been trying to put players around it. They got the Otani bit, they've got yeah. the third baseman. Well, the pooh uh, deal they gave years. I mean, yeah. that was just poor timing or what, you know? And that's crazy because the Cardinals went on without pooh and went to the World Series. <laughs> How about that? Um but uh, and they've been really struggling to put a pitching staff together that's worth a damn. They've had some injuries, some other setbacks. Didn't some they tragedy. used that Shoemaker. Yes, they did. Funny, didn't need him. All he does is win here. Well, you know Shoemaker's. You know he's still a reclamation project coming back from issues and things like that. But that his split finger, finger fastball is legit. But he reminds me a lot of like uh, of Jake Rizzi That mm-hmm. if you get him through five, it's time for him to fly. Yeah, you know. Um, it seems like when he gets that third time through the order, it's really detrimental to his C R A yeah. and his, his opponent's batting average against. So I uh uh I think she makes good for a back end of the rotation. Um For whom is Oda Rizzi pitching again? Houston Astros. That's right. I oh, got killed
2: yesterday. Did he really? Yeah, Oda Rizzi I think had a really, really good lifetime mark or something against Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um so therefore a, they they open pick and it closed at like Stroh's minus one thirty. Really? I'm like, Damn, man, Stroh's. I mean, you know, if they think if if you think they're going to be banging on trash cans to steal signals, that's not going to happen anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I was just surprised with a team like that on the road. Seattle ain't bad either when you got um, Seager and and so and so in the lineup.
3: Well, I, Seattle just whooped ass. I spent the Seattle series just trying to familiarize myself <laughs> with their with their lineup. I was yeah. like, who are these dudes? I know. Uh, okay, we didn't see Seattle all of last year because of COVID. And they they made that drastic of a change to their roster in one year. Yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. Which makes the way we lost that one game even more
2: dumb because it could be like, I mean, if Wobble were the manager, it would be like, let me get this straight. None of you have heard of any of the players on this team (laughs) except for Kyle Seager, and he's the one who just killed us.
3: Yes. I mean, the one you've heard of, can we at least avoid him? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um and the other kid, um, they got a prospect that they they won't call up because of service time. That's supposed to be a stud, mm-hmm. and so that's been a con- that's been a uh, controversy in Seattle as well. Uh, so help me with this. Uh, we we are not going to hook the
2: A's, the Athletics, this evening. Uh, Nordo said it earlier. Wobble um, uh, amplified it. Could be a could be a doubleheader piece tomorrow, right? So yes, a couple against Oakland where. Yes, yeah, I mean I just I I adore Sergio Romo. Okay. He's with the uh, what in the hell has happened to Sergio Romo? Six games, earn run average nine point five three. He's allowed eight hits and six earned runs. He goes seasons by hitting one, two, or three batters the entire year. Yeah. He's already hit two guys.
3: Yeah. Yeah. What,
2: what happened?
3: Uh, the Twins cut bait at the right time. Right. you know. Maybe. You, that that 80-something mile-an-hour fastballs <laughs> it can only work for so long, man. You have to have pinpoint control. You have to have be crafty. Against the
2: left-handers.
3: Yep. Yeah. And then um, I don't know if he's trying to come up with a different pitch to neutralize hitters. Sometimes when you're trying to come up with a new pitch, it, it takes a while to kind of get full command of it. Because mm-hmm. usually when you're at uh, his age and his stage of his career, you're always trying to tweak or add. Or subtract or be or just kind of scheme your way through it through batting orders, and sometimes it's going to look ugly. So we'll see, we'll see what it looks like by the end of May. Yeah, because uh, uh, if he's still pitching like that at the end of May, they uh, the A's may have to cut bait too with him, really.
2: But, yes. but I mean, with, with Sergio, it, it ain't about, I mean, yeah, it is about the fastball or the curveball to left handers, specifically, you know, because he comes from that his His body's just open when he throws the ball, yep. there's like no deception to it, no. No Louis Teant. No, uh, who else would be an elite uh, ball deception guy? Johnny Cueto. Yeah, Johnny Cueto, good one. <laughs> Mike Boddicker, though. Um, I just like I just like Sergio, man. I mean, from like a beat writer standpoint, when you were a beat writer, now you're a columnist. Well, first of all, as a columnist, there are weeks of columns to be had with Sergio Romo.
3: He's good copy, um, and he's good copy for the negative for the bad things too, because he started. Damn, you started two bench clearing incidents with the Twins against the Royals and the and the, and the Indians. Yeah. And then he got mad at me at 2 a.m. because I, I went on Twitter and said, <laughs> I can't believe Romo's going after Lindor. Lindor's like the nicest guy in baseball. <laughs> he reads that, okay? Yeah. And now he gets mad. So he follows me at 2.30 a.m. I just happened to be in the, in the garage smoking a stogie. Yeah. And all of a sudden... So J. follows you on Twitter. Like, what the hell? Oh, he fought like yeah. just wow. Yeah. Drops into my DMs to complain about what I yeah. said about see Lindor, and then unfriend, did unfollow me. Yeah. So he just dropped in. Okay. Dropped a bomb and stepped out.
2: Now, see, in the age <laughs> of rage, with the the fraudulence from so many people saying and or dunking or doing things on mm-hmm. Twitter to make themselves look better or whatever, I normally would jump that and and be like, well, that I mean, come on, man, just get over yourself. Not with him. Jumps in two thirty in the morning. Yes. Leave something and jumps out. Yes. That is
3: so <laughs> Sergio Romo. Yeah. That I. That I, I. I mean, I just gotta love it, right? So, and the thing is, and it's, that's one thing that sucked about covering baseball during the pandemic. We probably would have had it out in the clubhouse after the game over the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Then we would have been cool. But you know, because I couldn't be there, it lingers. So then he has to jump in and out of my DM. But how? <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you? How do you have it out? After a
2: game, with a man wearing a a silk robe that goes down to his knees, incense from his uh, from his locker stall, and he's holding two pet rocks, just to get the energy and the karma to course through. How do you argue with somebody like that?
3: (laughs) Easy. I said, "What's up with you and Lindor?" (laughs) I walked up and said, "Oh, and his beard's uh, gone." When Lindor's a night, maybe that's it. He lost his powers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his beard, man. I mean, it was like down to his sternum. Well, I remember because oh. him, that him, beard goes back to Brian Wilson when they were with San Francisco together. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you know Brian Wilson had like people living in his beard; it was so big. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's, see, see, a turn of phrase like that. That's what makes you a columnist.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Chicago Bears. Oh, ha, speaking ha, of Bears, uh, would United you please face. stop talking up Kellen Mond? I want my Bears to nab him in the second round, and it's people like you who are talking him into the first round. Second round. <laughs> down, Chicago Bears. Ha, 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 I've been quietly admiring United Kellen face. Mond's work from a distance, hoping that, you know, come draft day, you know, he's there in the second round, and after the Bears select their, their corner, hmm. Back in the first round, okay. Then they would get Mond in the second. But yeah. now I'm worried that if we don't get him at 20, yeah. we're not going
2: to get him. Well, 20 might be a little—that's a little steep. But you you go ahead and trade back in that first round, and you get him you, if you want Calamond. It it I don't you know are you like looking at mocks and stuff and like like when I when I will read a draft profile of him, um, I I don't get to the part or I don't look for anticipated to go in rounds whatever to whatever. So it's just like there, there, something hit me last week. I think it was Day where there were so many people in lemming-like fashion just hard on the jocks of Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin, uh, not Justin Fields, Mac Jones, okay? So then I got, it bugged me. I thought you were a Mac Jones guy. I'm cool with Mac, man. That's like, you know, the first draft opinion we had, I'm like, well, I'd consider quarterback at 14. And I wasn't doing that to be a functioning splashaholic or just be D.A., Devil's Advocate, not P.A., Paul Allen. No, I'm, you know, it's... If I'm the owners of this team, I like Kirk, and I know you can win with Kirk, and I know you can win a playoff game with Kirk, and I mean what I say. I agree. If you protect Kirk Cousins, I don't care who you are. He's going to kill you because he's smart and he's accurate. His receivers are really good, and his running back's really good. But the thing is, it just it has to work a certain way with Kirk, and blah, blah, blah. That's cool. I, I like Kirk, and and I know you can win with him. If I'm the owners, and I'm writing those checks every single year, and I know i got two more years to write those, mm-hmm. and there are, when, when Bill Belichick comes out, and Kyle Shanahan, next level Shanahan, was the first to do it, um, somebody has told me the same thing the same way, and Belichick made it public. Unbelievably intriguing quarterback class. Because when you get to Stanford guy or Trask, uh, Gator guy, right Mond, whatever, there are players who do one, one-and-a-half things incredibly well. Okay, so now what system meshes with what said player does incredibly well? All right, now, if I'm wrong with this, I don't even know what I'm going to say. A week from Thursday when we're doing our draft show at 6.30 p.m., uh, Paul Charchi and Nacho Libre, yours truly. It's a yearly piece. If the 49ers select Mac Jones third, I don't even know what I'm going to say because he he so flies in the face of everything the Shanahan, Shanahan. pedigree yes. has done and does. Yes. That now, you know, I'm I'm reading these little subtle things from the beat writers um, up San Francisco Chronicle Way, SFGate.whatever, or some nationals, and I'm like, all right, well, I've done this a long time. That was planted. That was planted, okay? Somebody got something from somebody on the inside, and it's like, okay, cool, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Mac Jones is the one next level's taking a third. If he doesn't take Justin Fields at third, I'm telling you right now, I'll be freaking blown away. And you know what? I agree. Off his ec- college football equity, Justin Fields should be taken ahead of Mac Jones. I agree, and he should be taken ahead of Zach Wilson. Okay, so Jets, go ahead, go ahead and take the BYU cap with one good year. Go ahead, you take it. it this exacta needs to be Lawrence into Fields end of
3: story. I agree. As a guy whose team took uh, Mitchell Trubisky who basically had one year of starting in college. Uh you 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 see the benefits of having more of a body of work to uh, yeah. uh to to uh, evaluate a guy on like a Killamond. Mond. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what's the name of the Stanford quarterback guy. Davis Mills or Davis something. Davis Mills? Some, yeah, something, something like, like that. that, yeah. Uh Trask at uh at Florida? I, I watched Florida pick, play two of the times last year. I could pick Trask yeah. out of a two-person lineup standing standing next to James. Harris. I don't know. I just think when I think Florida, I think Rex Grossman. You know, so <laughs> I'm a little shaky on that. Well, yeah, but I mean... That's another long time ago, too.
2: Well, yeah, but you're forgetting Danny Werfel. Okay? Again, here we go. <laughs> There's a reason his nickname <laughs> was Danny Awful. Wait a second. There had There has to have been a good quarterback from Florida. I mean, Tebow kicked ass in college football... Won as many playoff games as our guy. He was a gimmick in the NFL. I know. Okay. Well, what was about that? Texas A and M quarterbacks? I mean, you got Johnny Man. Okay. Well, maybe. But but see, you you we are we really going to look at one person and like the history of quarterbacks at a school? I hate on them and be like, I mean, Dak Prescott, Southern Miss, right? What what good quarterbacks have ever played at Southern Miss? That's a very good question. Oh wait, Brett Favre. <laughs> me
1: something. Good. Well, wasn't Dak um, Mississippi State? Mississippi, Mississippi
2: State, State. There, there you go. go.
1: Yeah, Mississippi State. Was it Mahomes? Texas A&M. Um,
2: yeah, Texas Tech. Texas A&M. I mean, yeah, it's like bouncing all over. Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech. That's Mahomes right. is Texas Tech. Well, see the thing with Mond is he's played forty four games, man, and and that's cool, but that's not I like everything. It. You know what's everything for me with him? And and I brought this up quickly Friday during the feast, right at the end, uh, while getting in the nineteenth happy birthday wish to Paul Charchian to make sure that bet was settled, is with Mond, he was he was raised for this, man. Mm-hmm. When you send a kid to I to the football factory, IMG Academy in Florida, and then mm-hmm. as a true freshman, I believe, you're playing eight games. All right then, as a true sophomore, I believe you're hanging three oh one and three on l s u it's okay, so you know so so then now you know i'm I'm gonna do what I do, and i'm gonna tax stand or call somebody and and just to like you know it's it's nobody's asking you to play your hand it's just i'm gonna bring up a name, poke a hole in him, okay, did it with one person uh left boundary right sideline problem, right boundary, excuse me, right hash mark left sideline problem it's an arm strength thing okay cousins if you watch him or the ones with the strong arms brady rogers all that if they're on the left hash and they got to get somebody all the way on the right uh, boundary sideline mm-hmm. that that's a hard throw to make not everybody can do it and i guess Calaman needs a lot of work with it couldn't care less it's he has experience he was raised for this and i'm telling you right now man this cat needs to go in the first round mm-hmm. So I don't know where Mr. Mox and then all of that have him going. He needs to go in the first round. Late in the first
3: round. Can uh, I get a witness? Uh, Bears can take him twenty. Yeah, Mahomes was Texas Tech. Lavelle's an idiot. Yeah, um, Bears,
2: though. Um, yeah, Bears, though, and Mond. I'm all for it, man. Raquel Mond might roll in there and usurp Andy Dalton right out of the gate. No doubt. I don't know. I mean, it's really difficult to just usurp a quarterback the you know, at this stage of his career, the quality of Andy Dalton. Kellen Mond may be the one to do that. I'm all
3: for I'm off for it. Uh Dalton into uh you still Nick have, you Foles.
2: Have, you still have Fick Knowles? Yes, still have oh, Fick Knowles. Holy cow. Yeah.
3: So Mond could they could easily play they could slow play Mond uh under the tutelage of Dalton and and, and Foles if we actually think that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I want I'm just I'm just
2: gonna come out and get loud about it. I don't care where it is, with the exception of fourteen. That that's now, now that's ridiculous. I want the Vikings to find their way to Kellen Mond, and and the reason I do is Cousins' flexibility, win a bunch of playoff games with Kirk and Cool, because then you have an asset like Garoppolo that
3: you can move and get something well, like like uh, what the Patriots did. And, and your your personnel guy likes to make trades for draft picks. He he's not afraid to move up or down. Uh huh. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I if you can get a second round pick in the right spot and move back in the first round, get yep. yourself an offensive lineman back in the first round or a defensive end, and then the second round, which is a pick you never had, so people ain't even thinking about it. Boom. See, I thought the I Vikings roll had... with that Texas A and M quarterback. Then I come back in round three and I do whatever
3: I didn't do in round one: one. offensive line or defensive end. I see. I thought the Vikings were in a good spot because there's everybody's. Stressing out over quarterbacks and pass catchers at the top of the draft. Great spot. That offensive lineman, a quality offensive lineman, is going to be there at 14. Ain't no doubt. Well, it's there. Now, is it deep enough to get back
2: to get value in the second round there? I got one person telling me there are seven to nine offensive tackles. Who will play 10 to 15 years if they want in the national football that league. That
3: makes it a great offensive line class. Yeah. Well, tackle. Okay. Yeah,
2: tack. But there are tackles who have skill sets that mesh with guard. Elijah Vera Tucker is probably going to go in the top 14. USC, he can play both. Uh, the Slater cat from, they, they can all play both. Okay. It's harder to go from guard to the tackle, tackle the other way. than it is tackle to guard. Gotcha. Yes. So, you know, it depends on, again, like this quarterback, Mond, where do you go? How do they do it? And are they so hard headed that they're gonna force what they do on you or are they gonna craft it around you because you were a first round pick, you know? Right. So it's good, man. Um all right, good seeing you. Um always good to see you. What uh you got two columns a week, right? Two or three?
3: Uh, two this week, three next week. Yeah, it's three, like Wednesday and Sunday. Is it usually for usually for Wednesday, then yeah. Sunday, and then next week it would be Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. What uh, What you got for Wednesday? Any idea? I'm still formulating an opinion. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I might write something on this Anderson Simmons situation with the with the Twins. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, with the uh, with the Twins. Um. I already I already wrote about a rod by yeah. the Wolves um, with the
2: Twins. Dark and cloudy Bay Area night. Oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> You're the best, man. Love the you very much. The fog rolls in
3: from the bay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Love you. See ya, uh, Lavelli Neil III. the Third. Uh, the very controversial, sometimes tout like action segment.
0: I can't wait. I can't wait until tomorrow, cause tomorrow might very well be too late. I can't wait. I can't wait until tomorrow, cause tomorrow could never come. It's Paul Allen, 9 to noon on FM 100.3, The Fan. I know it could end any minute, but I pray tomorrow comes. Next point, is
2: it? It's no good again! Get the hell out of here! Brian missed it to the left again, and the Vikings only lead by two. Come on!
0: To get
4: me down. I love my mother. You guys want to get some action?
2: Uh yeah. Via the action segment, most days, nine to noon, FM one hundred point three, KFAN So what's the action segment you say? Uh yours truly delivered one last week. We need action for there to be action segments. Yeah. Now there's a long play with this in very subtle Minnesotan passive aggressive fa- passive aggressive fashion that gets that's leading you to 2022. But for now, who's in action tonight where it matters? Whether it's locally, whether it's nationally, no no matter what is happening, there always can be action. I mean, it can be getting on the right side of a Nalbandian tip and some tennis match in Germany. It can be Bundesliga. It can be something called Elliott in NASCAR. Or it can be our local teams in action, like the one we have in action tonight. Yes! Playing a professional sporting event. You guys want to get some action? Aiding us with the action segment. Minnesota Wild at Arizona. Arizona. Stop with the anxiety and or torment because you can't watch it. Find somebody who has a code and cheat. I don't get caught, but go ahead. And (laughs) or pay the exorbitant Xfinity Comcast prices and watch it live. I mean, you talk about a double-edged sword of negativity. Holy cow. They see, I can cheat, but if I get caught, this happens. Or I can just like empty my bank account for things that I don't want. Listen to it at KFAN. FM 100.3 KFAN. Wild at Arizona, 8 o'clock this evening.
1: No subscription charge for listening to it on 100.3 FM or the free iHeartRadio app. I know that. Mm-hmm. Nothing exorbitant about that. Mm-hmm. Right there for you. Ain't gonna pay a dollar.
2: Minnesota Wild 5-1 and one versus Arizona the last six. Three of the last four have gone under. We have outscored that team like 21-5 to five in victories this year. Free money? There's no such thing. However... You guys want to get some action? My gas tank's at three quarters. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do in the early afternoon. That's plenty. My, you know, minus... See, the the sharps find the minus one, three, seven when you wake up. The squares chase the minus one, five, two where it is now. Yeah. But you know, a square always has been a very, very underrated, underrated shape. hmm Five and one versus Arizona in the last six. Three of the last four have gone under, for whatever it's worth. Uh, we're good at beating bad teams, and uh, we will beat that bad team this evening. Now, if you want to get some action, you guys want to get some action outside of the Covenant, you know, the L.A. Dodgers just had an incredibly intense, high-energy, emotional series against the San Diego Padres. I mean, there were almost fights. There was a fight. you got Clayton Kershaw yelling at some rube on first base who cried catcher's interference. And then they, they almost came together. And now, from that, the L.A. Dodgers head to the Cappuccino Capitol and nobody cares about baseball. Hmm. Since Mark Langston, Jay Buhner, Edgar Martinez, and Ichiro, no longer, uh, given they no longer play there, nobody cares about baseball in Seattle. They're they're all worried about Russ and Pete and what's coming up with the chickens. I ain't saying unload, but I'm saying if you got a bankroll of a dollar, ten cents of it needs to be on the Mariners this evening plus one eighty. Oh, I like that. Ten cents of it has to be on the Mariners plus one eighty. The Dodgers are minus two hundred. Thank me in twenty twenty two when you understand all of this. A little baseball action, and finally, the Phoenix Suns are at the Milwaukee Bucks the Phoenix Suns just took about as fat an L at home as you can well now they've taken two they lost to the Wolves at home how the hell does that happen San Antonio with Murray and Derek White and um, and the uh, no longer with the skeletal remains of uh, LaMarcus Aldridge so now it's the skeletal remains of Rudy Gay they rolled into the Valley of Sun and whooped ass on one of the best teams in the NBA meanwhile Memphis, with like one and a half players, (laughs) went to Milwaukee and beat the Bucs with Giannis and Middleton. When those two play, they're not supposed to lose at home. Phoenix is at Milwaukee tonight. What an awesome game that's going to be. Milwaukee's favored by two and a half. The gas gas is full. I'll take Booker on the money line for everything you have. That's the Action Segment. I'm Paul Allen from the 651 Carpet Studio. Thank you very much for listening. Back with you tomorrow for a Talker Tuesday. Here is Nordo and a wrap on the show.
1: And thanks to Metropolitan Ford for sponsoring the 9 to Noon Show. Raps, your Metro Metro Ford, your truck superstore. <clears throat> Congrats to Cat on hitting 9K. His team figures out how to lose in nine ways. Three's raining on him. Nightly Johnny K screaming mayday. Playing defense in this league. Is that still okay? And the host is obsessed with Kellen Mond. Couldn't pick him out of a lineup next to Trevor Lawrence, the blonde. These highly touted passers might be decoys on the pond. Some are excited for Kirk to quickly abscond. And what I mean, he sneaks out with that big bag of cash. Nine figures for a playoff win to the sound of a car crash. And say, hey, best of luck, man. I don't mean to be brash. Watching him play makes me break out in a rash. Or hives or whatever. Lance is the bee's knees. Let's talk about it over breakfast at keys please. Take him while rocking disco duck like Rick D's. What does it mean to see the forest for the trees?
3: Puppy. Thank you, Ely. Thank you, Falcon Heights.
0: I love it, baby.
4: Hey, have a seat for a second.
2: No. <sighs> Hashtag Faith Radio. Nine to noon. There are many, many positives I can get out of this game.
0: The game is over. Just listen. Some...
1: Time for two more. P.A. Personal foul. Nine to noon.
2: If we
0: lucky we got him. If it's good news or money, leave a mess. Podcast today's Paul Allen Show or listen back to previous show and interviews by going to the iHeartRadio app or KFA.